He is Nicholas Perez. I am Ben Perez, and we are the Box Box Brothers podcast. Nicholas, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic on this Sunday morning here in the USA. Um, how about yourself down Good. land down under? It's Monday morning here, well, almost Monday afternoon, but we have a great show for everyone today. We're going to get into this last week's news, and then we are going to continue our betting train using FanDuel.com. We are not sponsored, but if, sponsor, if FanDuel does want to sponsor us, feel free to, we'll try to get an affiliate link for I hate to burst your bubble, Ben, but I don't think FanDuel's listening to us. All right. They will. <laughs> they will listen to us eventually, and we will get that affiliate link, Nick. <laughs> new new goal for 2023. Get the affiliate link yeah, at the, FanDuel. Yeah, we can get it. FanDuel slash BoxBox or BoxBox Bros. Well... I already have it in my head, but yes, we'll get that affiliate link and get everyone on our bet. So let's start out, Nick, just with the news of this last week. What were some stories that popped out to you? I figured you would want to leave this question, Ben. Ben Jermone, you've been, you've been keeping your own nose down and you've been kind of studying a lot. But if there was one thing that like really popped out to me was all of the drama or not really drama but all like everyone's takes on yas not congratulating sergio after the race win um and so first the true color show yeah and then also well he's been like that for ages i think even in his own racing career he there it it requires a certain mindset to be a formula one driver similar to being a tennis player or a golfer you just have this very individualistic mindset and it's burn the road to everyone else mm-hmm. and yeah I, I totally get that but like it was funny um sergio's dad tweeted out something and it was like the comparison between how he treated max when he won and then how Yoss treated sergio when sergio won um yeah, and then also another. Well, it thing. was a it was a Robin always congratulates Batman for his world saves, and then Batman never congratulates Robin when he goes out on his own. That yep. sort of dynamic. Well, what yep. do you think? Yas is a weird individual because you know who he reminds me of. The Batman. Dance. Well, the no. Well, <laughs> yeah, he he reminds me of the Butler. Uh, Batman's butler. Um, no, he reminds me of one of those dance parents. Like, you know, the dance mom shows? Yeah, I do. I do. Because he's so overbearing. I mean, I, I I get that viewpoint 100%. And he's just Max always like the there. Little... Mm-hmm. He's the prodigy. And I guess it's a little bit different because Max was actually good. And he's a two-time World Drivers Championship. But... I, he takes so much of the attention away from Max versus compare him to Lewis's dad. Yeah. I mean, that makes 100% sense. And also, um, I saw another thing this week, and it was uh, Max Frappen's stream of his sim racing mm-hmm. and just how he casually has the World Drivers Championship like trophy mm-hmm. just on a mini fridge, chilling oh, yeah. in his room. 
yeah. <laughs> like it's it's no big deal it's just it's just kind of there <laughs> yeah that if i had my world drivers championship it would be sitting right beside me too <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty comical sight to see also getting into more technical news um hoss may not exist next year i saw this tad bit um, what is gene, gene selling selling the company i have not no gene hoss was selling to russians oh yes during... that's the that's the technical regu or not the technical regulations the sanction yeah because they were selling arms to russia yeah so he or made... some not arms but some sort of engineering for the russians during the well, what is the ongoing Russian-UK, Russian-Ukraine war? Yeah, so Haas may not have a team next year, and if there's a vacancy, Andrea. Let's bring Andretti. in Andretti. Well, good news for Haas, Nick, is that since Nikita Mazepin was on their their squad, they can regrow those relationships and then he'll, they'll have their own tour guide if they get exiled to russia after escaping the u.s <laughs> that they can that they can <laughs> yeah well i going on teams that are selling the alfatari is in talks that those things are heating up after everything that has gone down with red bull their alfatari they can just move over to the big team and then they've been talking about either rebranding or reselling alfatari again so it'd be yeah, another way makes... for andretti to get into the sport yeah but the only thing is is will other f1 teams let them in the sport and that's like been their biggest problem is that no one wants them to be in the sport to begin with yeah i think so... they will have a harder time because after what happened with porsche and their just debacle of not getting into the sport after wanting too much from all the other competitors they're not willing to do a works team and i think if cadillac if andretti redesigns their proposal to say that they want to be a cadillac works team with andretti i think it would make it stronger for the other teams or for their yeah. bid to the f for the f1 grid yeah 100 percent. and i don't think um yeah, I don't think Porsche's led decisions was the smartest as a team. Like, I knew they wanted to be in as Porsche, not just attached to another team. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, super one-sided in the moment, and you can't really, can't really justify that in the long run. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the popularity of F1 continues, not only just five years down the road, but ten years. Because it was almost a perfect storm for the American market and the F1. So you had Drive to Thrive come in. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got everyone a background and an understanding of what F1 is. And then you had two or one of the best driver seasons between Max and Lewis following that year that it finally took off. And uh -huh. now that Red Bull has been dominating the the viewership has started to decrease because it's not as exciting Excited, yeah. at the front of the field and you have that the wear off of the initial like buzz of getting into F1. Yeah, um I get that. 
but also at the same time like if you want long-term fans in the in the future like an nfl season or even a college football season is not always going to be entertaining mm -hmm. what teams really have to start to do is create like the emotional connections and for long-term fans like they have to get them dedicated to a driver to a team principal and dedicated to the team so yeah. they don't so that one like when a bad season hits like mercedes fans they don't leave the team basically. yeah there's but where's the parody going to come in because in the nfl if you have a really bad season you can then draft joe burrow or your next star athlete and rise the ranks really quickly whereas in f1 the driver matters a little bit but if you get behind in the technical regulations it, and especially with this cost capped era of not just the drivers but the mechanical and functional parts the engineering parts it takes about a half a year to a year to get back into it yeah and that's like gonna be one of the downfalls for like even though it's great to see closer racing if one person gets it right and the rest get it wrong it's it's kind of mm -hmm. it kind of becomes boring for the rest of everyone but then again if you do have no cost cap you get into the feats of teams just throwing money at a problem so the teams can like i feel like if there's no cost cap mercedes would be up back and fighting oh, mercedes for and sure. ferrari would be fighting red bull tooth and nail yes so i guess the other thing that i was surprised that was included in the f1 cost caps were the actual facilities so if you wanted to build a wind tunnels not but if you wanted to build other facilities to essentially get to the level of uh red bull ferrari mercedes that is a part of the cost cap so you kind of have to space that over multiple years whereas in the any other sport if you wanted to improve your weightlifting facilities your arena anything else it wouldn't be considered part of the salary cap of the players yeah and that's like one of the craziest things that has like been incorporated into it i just feel like that shouldn't be a part of it and that you should like allow the team to grow in like a certain stance mm -hmm. yeah because it gives the advantage to the teams and the facilities or the teams and the yeah facilities that have been already established and if you're a lower team a less expensive team like your aston i know aston martin's getting up there but if you need those facilities it already gives a predisposed advantage to the teams that had those before the cost cap era came in mm -hmm. yeah so, so it's going to be interesting in the future to see how sport evolves and grows from this experience yeah it should be um and then the final thing on red bull that i had was what are you what are you thinking of the rumors that the fia are going to come in and change some regulations to curb that red bull dominance Oh, I think it's stupid. Um, if a team gets like <laughs> a team, say say a baseball team figures out the best way to, hit, or say say a golfer figures out the best way to hit a golf ball, and they change the regulations to where he has to move his hips through certain zones and everything. I feel like that's kind of stupid. They, they they figured it out, 
And well, it would be like them engineering a ball that goes 20 yards further in golf. Yeah. but And rolling back or just making them roll back that golf ball. I, I think it's dumb. I don't think you should let them tamper with the sport. Yeah, it's a interesting. I think that the will be because you see it with a lot of the regular. Do we see it with Mercedes dominance? Nope. Okay. Or the Red Bull V8 dominance? Nope. Well, but the Red Bull was never. They had the like, best engine. They did, but they never like. There was never years where they really ran away with the championship. I mean, they did they did win four years in a row, but they were all fights all those mm-hmm. years. Like yeah, with Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel's first came down to the last race, mm-hmm. and so it just it never they they never dominated dominated. No, like they like they're doing now. So yeah, and it's different because other teams can't just throw money at it to catch up. Because even when Mercedes was dominating, Red Bull and Ferrari could essentially throw the bank at their car and their engineers to try to find a way to win or try to get competitive with the lead car. Yeah, and especially now, the amount of people that are being like fished away from teams, it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and that's a that's a common thing because as you become good and you're the best team on the grid people are going to start trying to get and attract the best engineers so i wouldn't be surprised if people start poaching stuff from red bull and you see it with aston martin who's poached some of the best engineers from red bull and mercedes to come work on their car oh yeah for sure and Uh, i feel like that will like continue to be an interesting thing and we may have a engineer market (laughs) in a couple years yeah, we just need bet more and good engineers joining F1. Anything else in the news this week before we get into our betting, Nick? Not that I know of. All right. Well, that uh, has been news of the week with the Box Box Brothers. Next, our bets. Okay, Nick, we are going to get into our bets for the upcoming Australian Grand Prix. We have a couple pre-selected categories that we're going to run through because FanDuel did not have the bets up as of recording. We're just going to make our own bets and see how we do this week. So we're going to look into a driver head-to-head, pick two drivers that we think we're going to beat their teammates. We're going to give our top three predictions. Is it going to be Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, or versus the field? We have an outsider top seven finish, and then we're going to choose our driver of the day. So, Nick, let's start out with our driver head-to-head position, and who are you picking two drivers to beat their teammates this week? All right. This week, I have... Lewis Hamilton to beat George Russell. And I have Kevin Magnetin to beat Nico. Looking back. All right. So taking Lewis over Russell and K Mag over the Hulk. 
think Lewis one's going to be interesting after his complaints and everything that he's been saying. We'll see how the setup works for him. He does not look as comfortable driving that W14 as Russell. And then K-Mag has failed to beat Hulkenberg in qualifying, but in each of the two races so far, he's been able to outdrive him on race day. So I, they're both uh, two, two solid, solid bets this week. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Signs over Leclerc. And give me, I'm trying to think of drivers. I'm going through my Rolodex of drivers down the grid. And I'm going to take, actually, give me Hulkenberg for third times the charm for out-qualifying K-Mag. And I think this is the week that he's going to stay ahead. He's going to have a solid drive on Sunday and finally beat Magnuson on the race day. Hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's... Yeah, I think uh, Leclerc is going to DNF this week. Not a bet I mean, that we're going to go on, but Signs is going to outqualf or outbeat him on the race Sunday. <laughs> oh, bless you. Sorry. All right, next up for number two, top three finish. Are you taking another Perez Verstappen Alonso podium, or are you going to take the field this week? I'm going to give me. Perez, Alonso, Carlos Sainz. Okay, so Perez, what happens to Verstappen? DNFs. Perez, Alonso, Sainz for your top three. Not a bad pick. Apparently, I saw a graphic the other day that said for every one driver who has gotten their 101st podium it has been a race win so if alonzo gets his podium it's most likely going to be a race win for me this week i'm going to go my top three finishers you've taken the field and specifically perez alonzo signs i'm going to take the field but go verstappen perez leclerc mm-hmm mm-hmm do you have your bets in any particular order? Nope. Do you want to give a particular order or no? Nah, I just, right. I just like the podium. All right, we'll just do the podium. Uh, so we'll, it's just a one place show, show bet. All right, Nick, All right. outsider finish for the top 10. We know that the top three teams will usually be there, but an outsider top Actually, we have four this year that have been in the the top four with Ast the inclusion of Aston Martin. So outside of top seven, seven finish. My prediction. Logan Sargent will be in the points. All right, just the points. Yeah. All right, not a top seven finish, just the points. Oh, I, I thought we were doing like a... We can do we can do a, a points finish because I have a person that I'll throw money on. All right, yeah, I th I like points finish better. All right, well for a points finish, give me Yuki Sonoda. Ooh. Yeah, he was so close, almost took home that tenth place finish last week in Saudi Arabia. Got beat by K Mag on the last lap that pushed him down to eleventh, but 
overall a good race and i think yuki has been impressed he gets his first points of the season this year and that's good good. i I think all those yeah i think those are two good bets and it makes the back of the race a little bit more interesting for us on a sunday and finally nick who are you taking as your driver of the day my driver of the day i've thought long 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 time about this I think after a brilliant battle with Fernando Alonso, Sergio Perez will take driver of the day. Sergio with the driver of the day. Yes. Not yes, a bad indeed. not a bad pick, especially after Verstappen DNFs in your hypothetical Australian situation. The driver of the day will be right for picking. For my driver of the day, it's going to be someone who comes from the back of the field and gets his race win this week give me charles leclerc stupid move stupid move yeah i think that ferrari comes back with a, a vengeance there i don't know if they're bringing any technical upgrades but i think they get everything pretty solid for this race weekend they where he won Australia last year, and I think they put a good showing and usually put a good car together for that circuit. So give me Charles Leclerc making his comeback run for 2023 and getting Ferrari back into that title contention talks. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So those are our bets. We will see how many of them we get right. Nick is currently up one bet for our season-long competition and we we just need to figure out what what the loser has to do but we will hopefully think of that shortly anything else before we sign off today nick no not that i can think of all right well thank you for listening all the new and returning viewers listeners we appreciate you love you Thank you all so much. Like and subscribe. And we will be with you after the race down under. Or certain. All right, Nick. Retire the car. Retire the car. Box, 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 box. Retire the car.